0: Right now at Safeway, save on all your favorite home scents and cleaning products for a fresh, clean home. Shop for deals on items like Glade candles and plug-ins, Febreze air fresheners, Clorox cleaners, Swiffer wet cloths, or Scotch-Brite sponges. Plus, deck the halls and shop for deals on items like mini light sets, holiday wrapping paper, holiday candles, and holiday cards. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details.
2: This is
1: an official download
3: from TheCustardTV.com
4: Bit of a disclaimer, this is the best of 2017. However, yesterday I sustained an injury which could impact this podcast. I unfortunately, you might be able to tell, hopefully not, but I unfortunately yesterday burnt my mouth quite severely on a hot sausage. I'm basically doing this podcast through the pain. Um, you, and I wish You brave oh, soldier. I wish I could have Bonjella. Do you remember that Bonjella, you could put Why on you. why can't you have Bongella? We don't have any
5: <laughs> Well, okay. Well
4: apart It's not something that's
3: been discontinued.
4: No, yeah. I was just saying I, I so, wasn't really So if someone right? in your
5: family felt felt reasonably surprised you know, helpful enough, that you could yeah. have Bonjella.
4: Yeah, it's not it's not through the the product doesn't exist anymore. But I, I feel like I need to speak just up Just lazy. This time of year is a prime time for hot sausages and hot (laughs) food. But but maybe
5: maybe I'm I'm spotting a gap in the market. Festive Bongella, cranberry sauce flavour. Oh,
4: no, I wouldn't like that. Mince pie flavour, maybe. Mince pie
5: flavour, yeah. What did I have? We were talking crisps a moment ago, uh, off air. Uh, Last week I had uh, pigs in blanket flavoured crisps.
4: I would imagine that tastes just a bit like smoky bacon but I'd try it did. Them anyway. Yeah, it did just it tastes right. like you couldn't really taste
5: the sausage just the bacon.
4: That's the disappointment now I've got a roast dinner in the oven as we speak. Uh, the minions are cooking it downstairs and I feel I won't be able to enjoy it to the degree I normally well, would. Well where where about about's in your mouth? It's not
5: quite a gate. Where in the mouth? Yeah, is it's the, not is a the gate. boil. It's is is the, is, the, is it on the left or the right?
4: It's the it's, the, it's it feels like the whole roof it's the well, roof he, area. Eat at the bottom.
3: Is it the, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire? We don't need one. Like yeah.
4: It was on fire, but now it's just its just going to scarred. And...
5: Luke, Gary, and Matt.
1: This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly.
4: Use your ears and trust them.
5: This is the Custard TV podcast.
1: Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com
4: This is the best of the year, a year... Uh, as a podcast, rather, where we look back at our favourite shows of the year. There'll be some shows on here that you may not remember vividly. There'll be some we've talked about a lot. Some will we, there's some we won't remember that vividly. <laughs> well, one, one of the three of us won't remember them that vividly. But I don't know. I usually start these by saying it's been a good year for telly or it's been a crap year for telly. And I I don't really have... I'm it's not been really a solid, sure either it's been, way. A solid, it's been a solid B+.
5: Mm, nothing. I nothing. Ama- I don't know that there's been anything groundbreaking. I think I most say of, B minus to C plus. Yeah,
4: I think most of the shows on the list uh, will be from the first half of the year because this autumn hasn't been a uh, favourite. You know, we've well, been a bit
5: disappointed with the autumn, haven't we? That the, the yeah. things that we thought were going to be the hits of the autumn have turned out to be the misses. A little bit. A
4: little two. bit.
3: Two. from the second half of the year. Oh, were well, yeah. they two?
4: And we should also say that Matt and I's list are quite similar, but Gary Again. skews it old man style, and, and and Sunday tea time fair you'll be found on the list as well. So we did a top 13 of our uh, non-UK shows. Where are we on this list? Top 12. Uh, Matt is... As what, well, hold on. What, what didn't make it? Because yes, we, we did that on the US. What quickly um, didn't make it? I know
3: Cleek was one. Yeah, really we enjoyed. Me and Gary enjoyed that. That was that was on your list and in terms of mine it was one that I was sort of ooing and aahing about putting at number ten. Was it
5: was it the only number was it the only BBC three show that we had? No. Nope. No, nope? well, okay, there you
3: are. Broken, I know we all sort of ooed and aw about putting on our list as well.
5: Yeah.
3: One awesome one that, that made it onto my list but neither of yours was um educating greater Manchester, which I really enjoyed. Luke yes. sort of I think Luke didn't put it on his list because of the use of mobile phones in lessons. That seemed to be still, your sticky still point. Still, still
4: bothers me. Still <laughs> bothers me to this day. In fact, we could do a podcast on that. So don't. But, I, me but
3: I didn't. I I still don't know whether that was actual policy that they could have them out in lessons, or whether it was just they were sort of sneaking them behind the teachers' back. Some other honorable mentions. Uh, Liar was low on Gary's list. I don't know if you want to mention that.
5: Not really. No.
4: Why did you put it on the list then? well only
5: only because we talked about it every week i think it, i think it was flawed but i think i think i was so built up to watch renick and didn't and liar took me by surprise <laughs> by it's really good first episode that i felt it deserved some place on the list because i did well, stick I with I, right,
4: that. we need to we've you've got a year to sort this out but the the us the year are your favorite shows of the year i don't think you need yeah to i be... know i you don't need to worry so much the about fir- what other the people first, might The first
5: think. episode was so good, though. That's the thing. I remember that that first episode will stick with me about how good that, how good that show could have been. I think the first
3: half of the series was
5: great. Yeah, maybe more than that. But certainly the first episode sticks with me.
3: Gary, two more that didn't make it from your list, Dr. Foster and Red Dwarf.
5: Well, Red Dwarf was a bit of a return to form. There was a lot of good stuff there for, for pure... Uh, Red Dwarf fans certainly. The last episode of this series was a real uh, sort of flashback to great stuff. Uh, Doctor Foster.
4: I'm not sure it. why you. Put, <laughs> no, 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 not no, sure I, I, why I, you put it on, are you? No, I enjoyed it. You don't need to I, worry about I, what other people think. It is your list. No, I don't know.
5: I about. I enjoyed it, but I I I think sometimes you two dragged me down a bit on that one. You you two hated it so much that i kind of started to agree with you a bit more than myself i was a bit influenced <laughs> by that but i did like the overall series yeah, and Luke peaky way. blinders
4: yeah peaky blinders on at the moment i i'm the only one of the trio to enjoy it it's it's something a bit different and it i think it might have been number 10 or number 9 on the list so it didn't quite make the cut 10 i think yeah yeah so it didn't quite make it. I, in fact i nearly i had motherland on there for a while yeah as do well. you want to talk about motherland i am again the only one of us to enjoy mm. that i
5: think i didn't well yeah, you're the only it. one you're the only one to have gone through the series i mean i think both well, Matt's, matt and i matt Matt's stopped,
4: stopped because he found yeah. it inno- i he find it annoying or it didn't i something? still i still
3: feel that it is a too many cook situation i feel there's bits of you could tell a sharon hogan and bits that you could tell a ray and Linhan and there's but I don't think it meshes as well as you think it does. So, should we start number 12? Yeah. Go ahead. Number 12. Gary, and Luke's going to gasp here, or well not gasp, but, you know, be annoyed.
4: for yeah.
5: It's May Gray. <clears throat>
4: oh, Jesus.
5: I like a good logical crime drama, and I think this is well written, and I think Rowan Atkinson is really good. Yes, it has its flaws. It's set in France, but no one speaks French, and all those things. But I do think this is a really well thought out and well made drama series, much like Endeavour, which to me spends two hours telling a story. I think May Gray does the same thing. And that's why I like it. It's not slow, slow, but it does make you think and it does take you on a journey. And I think that's why I really like May Gray. Number 11, one me
3: and Luke both had on our list is uh, inside number nine.
4: I was kind of thinking about Inside Number Nine this year, and it's really stuck with me uh, for for two episodes. There were, I mean, were there, well, there. Wait, uh, first of all, it started off with the Christmas special, so yeah, that which you can't count. That's 2016. But the the diddle diddle dumpling episode was so inventive, where a, you know- they find a black shoe, and Richard Smith's character obsesses about who the owner might be. <laughs> and, you know, goes on radio and puts up um, posters to try and find the shoes owner because he believes that the shoes belong as a pair and um, he just, it just takes over his life.
0: David, what's this?
1: We've got to talk to Sally about respecting other people's things. I just found these stuck on all the lampposts down the street. Yeah, I did 20 of them, but the printer ran out of ink. Found? One black man's shoe? Oh, no, I wasn't sure about that either. Because it could sound like we're saying the shoe belongs to a black man. It might do, we don't know, but... Do you think we should change it? You've put our number on it. Well, how else are they gonna get in contact? Well, I don't want them to get in contact. I, I, I just don't like the idea of our number being displayed up and down the street. So what? Well, th- people can call us, find out if we're in or out. I mean, burglars. Oh, you're making too much out of this. You haven't even put a picture on it, David. It's just a, a stupid drawing. Well, I'm not gonna give away all the details, am I? I said, anyone could claim it, they'll have to describe it to me when they get in touch. <laughs> It is a single tramp shoe that you've. that you found in the street. Now just give it to Oxfam. Well, they won't have it. They wouldn't take those Angelina Ballerina videos. Nothing wrong with them. Because they're videos. People don't have video players anymore. The library does. Well, I've just got a bit of a project on the go. No, you haven't? Yes, I have the shoe. David. What? Not now. What's this? Well, about three weeks ago. Well, more like three months ago. All right, right, well, whenever it was. A few weeks ago, I found a shoe outside the house. It wasn't like a thrown-away, discarded one. This was black. Slip-on, good quality leather, hardly a mark on it. And uh, you're trying to find a retail outlet for them? You see them as a new range? No, no, I just found a shoe. Someone lost a single shoe. Well, no, we don't know. That's the whole point. We don't know what happened, do we? Could be an accident. Someone's fallen over. The shoes come off. Could be an older gentleman with Alzheimer's. Say he's gone for a wander. Doesn't worry. Left it. Could be kids. You no know, dressing up. They've taken the dad's shoe out of the house. Maybe penny for the guy. But in March. But I just, I had
4: no idea where it was going. I had no idea what the premise, what the idea behind it was. And when you get to the resolution, which I won't spoil, because it's You're a not. real shame to do yeah. that on on Inside Number Nine stuff. It's actually quite moving as well. The crossword one was great, and I, I don't I don't think we ever spoke on a podcast about the final episode, which was yeah. the the bizarre exhibition episode. Or with the
3: karaoke, Peter K. Or the, the Cario- karaoke from
4: Peter. or the karaoke. They're, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they come up.
3: You know. You know what? I've, d- oh, sorry, I know what I've just realised there about Diddle doodle Dumpling, and it hadn't occurred to me till now that the number nine was the size of the shoe. That's so. Even clever. I got.
4: Even I got
5: that. Come on.
4: I don't know how they come up with the with the scenarios, and they're always inventive, and they're always unique and standalone. And I urge anyone who wants a little uh, bit something different from their comedy to, to find this, seek this out specifically. Uh, a little w- little whilst,
5: whilst I agree there were comedic moments, I don't know
4: if I would call no. them comedies,
5: but I would almost call them. Sort of psychological dramas as mm. well
3: Or I would say sort of Blackly comic TV plays Yeah, a well, play as a good, they, as a when good the, analogy When they
4: first arrived A couple of years ago they were likened to Tales of the Unexpected. And mm. I a bit, yeah. I was a bit too. All the down for that. Or the Outer Limits or things
3: like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the cast alone this year, you know, you had Philip Glenister, Jason Watkins, um, Keely Sarah Hadlund, Keely Hawes. You struggled with the karaoke one, didn't you? I know out of all of them, I you. I did, were... but
4: I watched it again, and mm. it's really. It's just it's sweet, a, a masterclass. Isn't it? It's sweet, and it's a masterclass in. Direction as well, and how mm. to fit music in, and it must have been a hell of a lot of fun to shoot as yeah. well. Because they don't um, tend to
3: have happy endings all that much, is it? Like with sort of something. I suppose you could liken it to
5: Black Mirror in a way as well. Would be another well, there, yeah, it? there is that. Yeah, I mean, Black Mirror has been described as a kind of sci-fi play. Mm.
4: Just to draw a line under it, as Gary, as we just said to Gary, come back in January. Uh, there's an episode uh, told backwards.
3: Number ten is another Gary-centric pick. And again, we had Sunday nights with Call the Midwife.
5: Th- this is the surprise television programme of the 2000s, well, whatever we call it, the 2010s for me, is that ever since Miranda left and Matt encouraged me to watch it, I just love the programme.
3: I think it's a show that if you don't watch it, then you've got a different opinion of it than if you did watch it. Um, yeah. Because Luke thinks it's quite a quaint series about nuns on bikes.
5: And it's really not.
3: And it's really not. He's really sort of hard What I mean, the it- the, ta- the the... Subjects they tackle in it are so...
5: Yeah. um, Well, they did, what, um, female mutilation last year? Yeah, there was
3: the stuff with Sister Mary, Cynthia and her breakdown. Yeah, mental Uh, health, yep. There was the stuff with Minty, um, whatever his name is, Fred, isn't it, taking on his nephew who had Down syndrome.
5: I, I just find it very good. I watch it and I enjoy it and I like talking about it and it makes me feel happy.
3: There is that sort of light and shade to it and you did have the wedding at the end between Barbara and Tom, the priest.
5: I think it's Tom, yeah, the priest.
3: I'm glad you've got into it because it is a good show and I think it is unfairly maligned sometimes. It certainly has taken on a a different form in the last couple of years, as you said, certainly after Miranda's left. Number nine is um, the BBC Three entry, which is This Country. Luke, I don't know if you want to tackle this one.
4: Yeah, I I started to rewatch this today, just bits of it to, to remind myself, because I wanted to be able to talk about it with the fondness I felt when it was on earlier in the year. Written by sibling duo Daisy and Charlie Cooper. It's a mockumentary in the same vein as The Office and things like that, where they are focusing on... Two young cousins in their sort of early twenties, mid twenties, who live in this village where job opportunity and just general other young people don't exist, and so they sort of just spend their days together, just sort of rampaging around the 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 village that they lived in their entire life. It is not as crude as you might think it might be. There are there are some there is some language in there for the kids. But apart from that, it, it has its heart in the right place. It is really funny, and it seems as if it's written, because of Daisy and Charlie's age, there's stuff in there that Matt and I really related to, the stuff about the Pogs in episode 6. There's a mention of the fuse bar, which the I had the, the Cadbury's fuse bar. No, 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 back up, back up. Pogs? What the hell are they? Gary doesn't know what Pogs are. Little plastic discs that you trade. Why don't you like
3: flip them and stuff? Wasn't that the,
1: yeah. the thing you have a pog Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com/slash
5: 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
1: And we're back. How we doing, Anna? Well, Todd, things are heating up. Ooh, yes, Nelson with the jalapeno poppers. Incredible Ramirez comes in hot with a cheeseburger, patty, lettuce, tomatoes. Beautiful formation. Is he? <gasps> He's going for it! Ramirez grabs the Duke's Mayo! <laughs> Look at it go! The twang! Anna, this is the best tailgate I've ever commentated on. Tailgate with Twang. Get the official mayo of the tailgate. Duke's Mayo
3: today. He sort of had like a like a bigger pug that you used to flip your smaller pugs
5: that must have been not in my i must have been too young i must be did, well.
4: mi- did you have milk did you have milk caps gary that you did that with no nope. the the comedy in it was so well observed yeah and and the mockumentary was cuz that's been overused we've spoken mm. before about um how that's almost become a parody in itself. You but struggled it was...
3: with American Vandal because of that, didn't you?
4: Yeah, but no. Well, American Vandal did it well, and, and and everything that does it well I can really appreciate. <clears throat> and this probably did it as well as... last of the, the, Ricky Gervais were yeah, looking at you. Yeah, this was as true to the mockumentary style as this can get, I think. And especially as BBC3 in the past have done things around <laughs> this subject... And it got so little promotion when it was on. I just seen it pop up on our little preview site. Didn't know it was a comedy initially and was laughing my head off me moments.
3: You had to get me to watch it because I saw it pop up and I thought it was a documentary.
4: Really well done. I mean, I was just watching bits today. Highlights for me included when he's trying to convince them that they know a guy called Robert Robinson. That is genius. Rob Robinson. Rob Robinson.
2: (sighs) Listen to this. Kerry and Curtin learned some detention for making Robert Robinson ask a teacher what women is. Who's Rob Robinson? You don't remember Robert Robinson? No. He was in our class in year six for, like, two terms, and he just vanished. No-one ever heard of him again. Instead of a rucksack, yeah, he had a suitcase on wheels, and you, would, you started his nickname, which was Terminal 3. You started that? That was brilliant. You don't remember that? Robert Robinson. You don't remember. Year six camping trip, he brought in an old army camp bed and it had blood on it. No. We used to bog wash him so much the bleach in the toilet actually turned his hair white. No. Oh, my God. He had about three unruly deaf brothers, yeah? And he used to get picked up after school in a dirty old land Rover full of flailing arms. No. You don't remember that? No. He used to write everything out in that uh, calculator font because he thought it was really cool. You don't remember that? No. Nothing? Nothing. His school jumper, yeah, was the most faded out of everyone's. He used to chew his sleeves were just threads. He bought in a bit of meteorite once, yeah, for show and tell, and Darren Lacey called him Apollo 13. No. Oh, my God. He was obsessed with salamanders, yeah? And we saw him at the school fete and he was carrying around a little bank bag full of coppers and his face was painted like a salamander and he was hissing at dogs. How do you not remember Robert fucking Robinson? oh my god there's this website that allows you to watch a loaf of bread slowly going stale
4: seriously and also an episode called oven space where they just try and cook a pizza waiting for Uncle I've, Nugget I feel like I'm not selling it well enough no. and it made stars well thanks Matt and it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it made stars of well, Daisy did at the Tar- time because Matt Daisy and so, Charlie yeah. Cooper who were very kind to give us an interview oh yeah in the listen year. to that
3: listen to that that was yeah. good I love. I mean, some of the things that I liked on it, the plumbing was like, Oh not plumbing Ga- I mean Gary, that's
4: when people throw plums at your house, and you have plums all up your windows and everything. Well, not that thing
5: that plumbers do then, no? No.
4: no. Mum,
2: why are you crying? They've done what? I'm on my way now, okay? Alright, bye. Someone's just been throwing plums at my house. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. All over this. Plumbing on here, plumbing on that. Plumb the sofa, look. There's nothing left that hasn't been plumbed. Oh, my gosh. I knew this would happen. Can you see what it's like to be me now? I've
4: had a target on my back since the day I was born. It was very sweet and very believable. And the best of these mockumentaries that I like are like that, where you where. They might be. They might appear crude and perhaps rough on the surface, but it had its heart completely in the right place, and I'm so looking forward to spending more time with them both uh, next year when we get some more.
3: Number, where are we? Eight. Oh, we're, we're getting
4: bro- in there, aren't we? You're no Doctor Fox, are you? Really? I mean, you should. Well, let's be... hope not. He was cleared. Hey, not
5: of being. Not of being. Not a doctor. Was he cleared?
4: Yeah, yeah, he's back on um, yeah, radio. He, he, oh, okay. he, yeah, it was alleged all the time. Okay, so back to Gary for Endeavour. Well, I'm writing up the best of the year as well, and yeah. I came to Endeavour, and we're, oh, I'm only writing limp paragraphs on each show. I came to Endeavour, and I found that it's probably on the list because it's something we've liked every year, but I don't have re- a very strong memory of it, so I'm assuming that there's something about it that stuck out for you this year?
5: Well, it's a show I really like, you know, I'm a big fan of the show, but I do think the last series was the best one yet because it really Mm. moved on the plot line of of showing, well that's fair enough, it showed you the (laughs) plot line of of moving him from his younger character into the Morse character a bit more. We got a bit more of the, the, the loner that Morse ends up being, you know, you got a bit more of the how he ends up uh, it, it, you know distancing himself from his friends and, and the authority figures in his life i also really liked um some of the other characters i think um the guy that plays uh, fred Sargent was it no it's yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Sergeant, Roger, Roger it, no, he plays Sargent friday that's it that's what could be no
4: <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> they, there's also sorry. six this year rather than the traditional four Um, How do you you think that is going to help it or hinder it? Well,
5: yeah, well, no, I'm okay with that because you know I I, I think this is quality and the more of it I think is good. I I don't think that only four is gonna is is, you know the fact they're doing six not four is gonna make the the quality suffer.
3: I remember liking the hospital episode and the Mary Whitehouse episode.
5: Well, that was the one with yeah with the band in it, wasn't it?
3: Canticle. But I didn't like that last one with Sheila Hancock and the tarot cards and that sort of small weird town. The sort of Wicker Man type
5: episode. Well, yeah, yeah because it, it dealt with Thursday's daughter, didn't it, as well? Yeah. And, and all of that. So it brought that storyline together. That's to say, I, I okay, okay, fair enough. Each into yeah. their own opinion.
3: At number seven, the first one that all three of us had on our list, which is The Old People's
5: Home for Four-Year-Olds. I'm so glad this is on here.
4: You spoke about uh, Call the Midwife making you happy, and this was one of the more uplifting shows we got on TV this year. You yeah. Know, basically, what yeah. the idea was was to, to see what would happen if you integrated a group of four-year-olds into a nursing... a retirement home, sorry, not a nursing home, retirement home, to see what effect it would have on both sets of generations, really. And even those who were sort of sniffy about it, saying, I don't think... Bringing what was his it, name, that me.
3: old fella? Was it Hamish? Oh, I want
4: yeah. To say ha- yeah, Hamish. Well done, well remembered. He particularly was very sniffy about it, I don't see what... Difference it'll make to my life, and it was only two episodes, but those two episodes you saw a real difference in the the behaviour of the young people and the behaviour. The, of...
5: There was one particular bit I loved was the fact that one bloke just turned up and joined in. They picked these ten elderly and ten young people, and one old bloke just loved it. So, loved the idea of it so much he lived in the nursing home. He said, "Can I join in?" And also, and that, th- that was just beautiful.
4: And also because I'm not around children of that age ever really anymore, it just proves to you how how little kids like that won't. They never judge you. They never look no. at you oh, they're, as, they're, they're... as an old people. It's a great time of life, and I just enjoyed seeing the, the pairs of generations. Yeah. Well, uh, one interact. of the,
5: one of one of the joys, you know, I've got a four year old nephew. I love spending time with him, but also I love watching him with my parents. He's so non-judgmental. He's so innocent, yet cheeky. It just brings a lot of light to, to my life. And I think that whole program was just like that. It, it just a bit felt like, like you, Gary. They yeah. are
4: the, ch- <laughs> the children are going back into that same old people's home for a Christmas special on oh, Channel brilliant. 4 this year, which, which will be fantastic. It wasn't just a TV program. It was a scientific yeah. experiment that they're going to roll out across a lot of... Um, well, it it was based out now. of
5: Seattle, wasn't it? Was it an American, one, yes, American thing, yeah. thing based in Seattle? And it's proven to have a
4: significant
5: improvement in people in old people's dementia and things like that. And even in the program, didn't they? They did more sort of psychological and physical testing at the of... beginning and the end. I
3: mean, there was that lovely moment with the Dutch woman. Was it Zena who yes, was sort of like the depressed I was just one? To say that, yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, she, she was saying, "Oh, well, I've got depression." The kids want, and then. There's a little lad said, I want Zena to come up with me, and that really got me. And then in the second episode, there was, I think her name was Linda, who had to walk around with the frame. Yeah, Yeah, and by the end, she was on the floor, you know. This one
4: girl just took a real shine to Linda, just wouldn't leave her side for reasons that even her parents weren't sure of. She was walking, as you say, all bent over on the frame, was very unsteady on her feet, and by the end, they were running together and like a sports day. Of yeah, them, they, they did a sports day. Yeah. It's making so... me emotional just talking
5: I know, about I know it, it, it is kind of bringing back all those memories. It's great.
4: Yeah,
3: as I say, I'm getting emotional now, and we need to sort of have a Shall down. Should we move on? <laughs> <What's next>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Detectorist is next, which is. Oh, we're sport. all going to oh. cry. This was quite high on my list, because I have actually. Watch all six episodes of this third and final series Luke you've only watched what's been on the telly so far yeah I mean, at, at
4: time of recording I've seen four
3: it may well be that this would be higher if we were recording later on after you'd seen yeah. all six yeah. but I just I love this so much and you do as well it's just such a again like this country it's such a gentle comedy yeah. and it doesn't really take the mickey out of anyone it doesn't
4: it's it, it's another show that's designed, I think, to make you happy. The scenery is gorgeous. The music is gorgeous. I the love chari- the theme. the characters are just. You want to spend as much time with them as you can. It's a world that I look forward to visiting every week as it's on the TV. Does it end? Well, yeah, satisfying. I mean,
3: satisfying. W- I mean yeah. you, you get a good ending for both of the characters. You get they they get they get what they deserve. I would say. But I really like the fact that you've got, I mean, Mackenzie Crook as Andy and, and Toby Jones as Lance and their storylines are sort of the centre of it. And they have their little sort of conversations which form the basis of it, like little, you know, it's very um, inconsequential banter, but it mm. works in terms of the the characters. And I like this series, how they had uh, Linda Lusardi make a cameo in, in like, a dream sequence. Because, obviously, Lance is always talking about Linda. He's got,
4: has he got a signed photo of He's her? He's got it? a signed like, picture of her that we saw first yeah. time this year.
3: <laughs> but, as well, I mean, you've got all the characters at the Metals Detecting Society, like Terry and Sheila. The I mean, Sheila's Sophie Thompson. I don't know the name of the actor who plays no. Terry. And then there's the others as well. And they all sort of get their own little bits, to, own little moments to shine. Simon and Garfunkel, as they call them, the two Antiqua Hunters... Was it Terra Firma they're called now?
4: Yeah, Terra Firma.
3: Uh, You need those sort of, like, comic rivals, don't you, as well? Like, every sort of comic protagonist has that antagonist, but... They even get their own sort of little ending as well in this series. I think it's done so well. Everyone is so good in it, apart from possibly Lucy Benjamin, who decided to pop up again this year. Overall, such a lovely series. There are so many great moments. I ended it with sort of a tear in my eye and a smile on my face. And that thing is just lovely. If
4: you could invite any six people to a dinner party, who would it be? Anyone from history? Alive or
2: dead? Alive, probably. You know what I mean. I know I wouldn't invite. Who? Stephen Fry or Jesus.
4: Yeah?
5: Yeah.
2: They get invited to these imaginary dinner parties all the time. Doubt they'd be very good company. Probably a bit bored and bolshy.
4: And the Dalai Lama. A bit moody. I don't know, maybe Kurt Cobain? Oh yeah, he'd be a good laugh. He was known for his sparkling dinner party conversation. Will there be heroin at this dinner party? Will you search the loamy earth for me? Climb through the briar and bramble I'll be your treasure I felt the touch of the kings And the breath of the wind I knew the call of all the songbirds They sang all
2: the wrong words I'm waiting for
1: you,
3: I'm waiting for you, okay, we're into the uh, top five, I believe, um, and one that basically was hardly on the actual. I suppose... This country wasn't on the telly to start off with They then made it to the telly. But this one is only one episode aired so far on the telly. It's the end of the FM world. Uh, with is. me and Luke both. I think we had it in the same place in our list, in Which fact. Which
4: I would also describe it as an uplifting mm. show. In it. After
3: episode three is where the story really starts going, I would say. that there's a oh, okay. There's an incident at the end of episode three, isn't there, Luke, that sort of changes yes. the course of it. It's sort of like a teenage Bonnie and Clydes type situation with a lot of sort of gentle humour. The first romance for both of these characters who are both sort of oddballs who find each other. They are so well played by um, Jessica Barden and Alex Lawther.
4: But it's all on all four. It, it The first episode aired on Channel 4 and then it's all on all four. But it is a story about two misfits coming together and trying to find their their place in the world. And they're stuck together after events take a turn in the third episode of the eight. I watched this all in one go. I found it completely addictive. I found them one of the most believable teenage couples I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. I don't know. I just found it like a roller coaster ride. And I wanted to spend as much time with it. I feel like I'm saying the same thing. But I just wanted to spend time in that world and as, mm. as much time as they'd let me. Um, They are so sweet together. To start off with he wants somebody to kill and he picks her cuz she's annoying and she wants somebody to escape with they don't they don't even like each other for the first two three episodes of the series they learned that they need one another to survive
3: the united states border patrol has
5: exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization
2: earned great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives learn more online
4: at cbp.gov careers usbp judy was boring hello
1: then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
4: it's my little escape
1: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
4: and actually there's there's an episode where they they kind of s- split apart
1: for a bit mm. and I
4: was just yearning for them to get back together because it works so well when the two of them are on screen he, and I just
3: he goes to a police t- um station doesn't he to try and hand himself in with um super hands he's in there and yeah. he's taking the yeah. and she goes I can't remember what she does but then they find each other again she, don't she they she
4: steals from a charity shop isn't it just a shop? Oh, is it like a normal shop? Yeah, that's Yeah,
3: right. uh, I thought the supporting characters as well, Gemma Whelan and Wumi Musaku, who play a um, a, a, cop- a couple of uh, police officers who have sort of had a relationship together at some point. And I think their characters, especially Gemma Whelan in this, she's had a, a sort of a banner year, really, hasn't she? I mean, the more side was another thing I think we liked at the time, and and I thought she was the standout in that. And the two characters... Uh, our worlds apart really i think here and in, in the more side and in game of thrones i suppose as well she's yara greyjoy isn't she in game yeah
4: the thing was i think is that both characters put on this front to the world and to one another and as it went on and you saw the people they really were underneath um it was really it was just really what well, i think well i think what and was also, interesting hold on from the first on.
5: episode what was very interesting which is why i was surprised you liked it you get a lot of voices in their head but you begin to understand that's because as you say to the outside world they are one thing but in their heads in their what they what they know they are something completely different it's one of the first uses of that kind of in a monologue uh, in a monologue mm. that i've thought yes this needs it well, not only, not only would it be worse off without it, it would be a different show without it.
4: Yeah, what I they'd, think that is, they'd Gary, be completely unlikable without that.
3: That it, this is actually based on a, a comic book or a graphic novel.
4: Yes, um, a book, comic series.
5: Novel. So I would assume that that's all like thought bubbles and stuff. But it works because, as, as Luke said, he couldn't go round saying all the things like, "Oh, I'm planning to kill her," or "I've got a knife under there," or "How am I going to gut her?" But in this, in a, in that kind of inner monologue, it works.
0: Hey. Hey. I've seen you skating. I haven't.
4: Alyssa was new. She'd started that term. I thought she could be interesting to kill. So I pretended to fall in love with her.
0: I haven't got a phone. Okay. I smashed it. Okay. Like on purpose. Okay. So you can't call me?
2: Okay. I don't have a phone either. Really? Yeah. I hate
4: them. I knew that people in love went out on dates. Do you want to go on a date? She said yes.
3: Another thing that I think is all still available on all four is... Yes. Uh, no no offence. Yes. Oh. Number four. I bit, sorry, number I four. Bit,
5: number four. I'll just, no I'll just go and Twitter at this point,
4: yeah?
3: With the first series, which was on in 2015,
4: mm-hmm. you
3: struck... You, sort of lost it didn't you with it i struggled with the
4: tone with the tone i struggled yeah
3: it was only there because of my list last last time round in 2015 but this is paul abbott isn't it there's a sort of blackly comic crime drama set in manchester stars joanna scanlan as what's her name viv viv, viv deering
4: viv this series was about a crime family called the atta family it was about viv Sort of finding out the inner workings of the Atta family, getting closer to them, and finally bringing them to justice. A love hate
3: relationship with um, Nora Atta, who was the. She was uh, superb. And, um, you know, it went into sort of modern slavery and things like that, didn't it? There was the whole.
4: The second show on our list to cover genital mutilation. Mm. Who'd have thought we'd have that in 2017? Yeah. If that, um, they they on on bingo, thing, if that was on your bingo well card I for this episode. Yeah. Well, they
5: were
3: for this they was roughly the same time those two episodes.
4: I think to say they toned it down is wrong because I think the tone was still there but they 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 relaxed it a bit and it was a bit less manic and a bit more set in the real world and I I thought Alexander Roach particularly was oh, really yeah. strong this year. Because there it's... was a scene,
3: wasn't there, where early on um, someone committed suicide while she was questioning them when she went out of the room. Mm. And she was being held accountable for that. to explain
4: why yeah. she let that happen, because it turned yeah. out the girl who committed suicide was a lot younger than Alexander Roach had assumed. Alexandra. That's probably my... Um, my we'll just call her Alex. Just call her Alan. I can't with mid-bird mouth. I can't do ours. All, all,
3: although <laughs> um, she um, does still struggle with the Manchester accent being Welsh. She does
4: sometimes. And but also,
3: I, I was going to say also, um, in uh, that Crossword episode of Inside Number
4: Nine. <laughs> Sarah Soleimani was brought in on, on board. Oh, this. yeah. I've ne- never really seen her in a drama, and I thought she was a bit of a, a revelation. And it's good to see a drama... Um, where it's all female-led, and yet they don't harp on about that fact. It's just the way it is. It, they're all they're all brilliant at their jobs. They're all believable in those roles, and I can't wait for more next year. It's filming as we speak. I don't know how they. It's like Inside Number Nine. I don't know how they keep coming up with because they can't do. They don't do crime story of the week really here. This is a long-running thing, and and Paul Abbott won't do. Substandard things you've seen before, and I don't know what else they can do, really, but I'm so looking forward to being proved wrong that they can do something just as exciting as the previous two years. And we didn't have the inside number nine at number
3: nine, but we have managed to get three girls at number three.
4: We spoke earlier about uplifting shows. This was not an uplifting Mm-mm. show. I don't this think you can a...
3: say any of these are in our top three. No.
4: This was a hard slog, but it, it felt one of the most realistic, mm-hmm. hard to watch, and I understand why Gary only did the one, uh, shows that we've seen all year, and it has stuck with me. That mm. It was stripped over three nights, it has stuck with me. It was. I'm going to let you set it up, because I don't want to get any of the details wrong, but it, it really is one I wish people had spoken more about at the time. And I'm so glad it's so high up.
3: And it is actually, um, this is actually something that they're putting back on the iPlayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to watch it over Christmas, good luck. Um, yeah. it's just,
4: it, just after the Queen.
3: It's um, <laughs> all about the um, Rochdale um, child abuse ring um, where the sort of Asian men were um, getting, I suppose, relationships is a very sort of... Not yeah. not the word to use, but basically right. grooming and then sleeping with young girls, getting them pregnant and um basically getting getting off with it because the girls didn't want to come forward and, and it's
5: sort of fake focused on as as the title suggests, three of the girls. It's preying um, on vulnerable people really yeah. as well, which is what I found very difficult with the first episode and why I didn't continue. Yeah. When are you gonna let me have sex with you?
0: I'm not.
5: All the things I've given you. Kebabs, tea, vodka, cigarettes. All for free. It's part of the deal. I buy you things and you give me things.
4: Now it's your turn to give something to me.
5: We're friends.
0: Yeah.
5: And friends do things for each other. Don't cry. You are beautiful.
0: No. No.
3: Molly Windsor, who was fantastic as this girl, Holly, who'd moved to Rochdale and didn't really know anyone. She sort of became friends with Amber, who uh, who were her and her sister Ruby, both sort of hung around with the men at this kebab shop. And um, by and by, you know, they gave them vodka and stuff. She started to sort of find her place and things like that. And um, obviously she ended up being groomed. And at the end of the first episode, she went to the police. And then it was all about how they were failed by the system, basically, weren't they? The police didn't think, the CPS didn't think they had a good enough case for it to go forward, no. um, and things like And it was just so horrific to watch that this is something that happened in real life, not just, obviously, the first episode was the most horrific to watch in terms mm. of seeing the actual abuse, but as well how, in episode two and episode three, how they were failed by the system, and how, when they were looking for someone to blame, they pointed the finger at the, sort of, the sexual health workers. <laughs> led up by um, Maxine Peake and um, Sarah, who was this really sort of vivacious, like, woman who sort of knew all the people they were with, and she was the one who actually sort of worked out what was going
0: on. There's a problem in Rochdale with kids, with really vulnerable kids being groomed for sex by much older men. Now, we know what's going on because the kids are coming in and telling us. I've got the girls' names, details of the perpetrators, and... There's a diagram which shows how these cases might link to past cases of this kind of abuse in Rochdale.
4: What I would say on behalf of the police is we are aware of the problem, but it's not an easy one to deal with. These are girls with chaotic lives, and when we do go out and pick them up from kebab houses and the like, they don't want to come. They want to stay where they are.
0: We're talking about 13, 14-year-old girls, with men in the 30s, 40s and 50s. Um, If I can speak to that from our social services point of view, unless abuse is taking place within the family, it's not something we get involved in. Ruby and Amber Bowen are on the child protection register, Sarah. That family's surrounded by workers doesn't matter if they've got a fleet of staff, does it? If it's not making any difference to what's going on. These are streetwise girls, Sarah. Would it make a difference if I told you what kind of sex they're having? Anal. No condom, no lube. Plied with vodka. Can't remember, so not in a position to give consent. Thirteen-year-old learning needs tells me She's famous in Pakistan because she's been video dancing naked and it's been put on the internet. And what do you want us to do, Sarah? What it is, Gillian, I'm a sexual health worker. My job is to offer sex and relationship education, make sure a young person's contraception sorted. And to share information, if I think a young person's at risk, so here I am sharing information, telling you that there are young people at risk. And and if you think I'm pecking your head, it's because I am. Because you're the ones with the statutory power to do something about it.
3: Powerful real-life drama, well-acted, well-plotted. Uh, Nicole Taylor is the writer here and Philippa Louthrop, the director. So it's sort of an all-female-led thing, which I think... Do you think that helps in a way that it's oh, all it's sort got, of seen through a female have, eye? It's got to have helped, has
5: mm. not it? And yeah, that... I I think there was one thing I did, they did they did catch a bit of media attention because I believe one of the police officers who was involved in the case in real life didn't feel that her character or certainly the work that she'd done was particularly well portrayed.
3: Was that Leslie um, Sharp? Was that Maggie not... Oliver? I'm not sure
5: which character she went it was. On,
3: Maggie Oliver went on uh, Loose Women, I remember, and, Sa- and the real Sarah went on First Dates after this, Ed. Yeah, Where, you know, you were talking about all the, the sexual abuse scandals with, like, Kevin Spacey and whoever. The thing with this that they focused on, obviously, because it was Asian men, is the sort of the uh, race thing, the culture thing as right. well, because their, their sort of justification was, you know, these girls dress, a, you know, all these Western girls dress a certain way and stuff, and you know, yeah. so they should expect, you know, they don't respect themselves. So why should we? That was a... And it did sort of, to an extent, did have a sort of a happy ending for the girls in the end.
1: Okay. Mm.
3: But at, yeah. the, at the same time, it is still going on and still being investigated. And, you know, these things never, never end, do they? So no, we've seen this like with Louis Three. you know, real life sort of just goes on and, and it's not That's always... That's it.
5: Real, real life doesn't have a complete ending. No you still wake up the next morning and get on with your life. Whereas at the end of a television show, every, everybody either lives happily ever after or whatever. And it just doesn't happen That's like, like
3: that. Okay. So we, we've got two shows left. Oh, at number two, line of duty.
5: Ooh. Oh, what really?
4: Ooh. Hello
5: hello I thought, hello hi gary hello. Oh, matt, Sorry, matt, matt, matt screwed, screwed up the
4: algorithm one. on that
5: yeah oh the algorithm screwed up matt, yes, it was matt. Um, this was the first year of it being on bbc one that was the yep. big thing this is the end really of the the big plot line that has been going since the beginning isn't it this is this was the kind of like the 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 the, the end of the plot line about the the caddy and everything and, and I just think it was, it was absolutely brilliantly written and acted. There were some real tense scenes. Uh, who was the main protagonist? Who was the Tandy Newton? Who I think we were all a little bit skeptical Rose? of when it started. Was
3: that a name? Rolf? R- Rose. Yes.
5: Yeah. yeah. Again, the series started in a different, in a different way. Like it did last year. Last year we started with um, the, the four uh, police officers storming this, this house and, one of them getting shot, and that's what led to AC-12's investigation. In this one, we st- we started with the raids on the houses, didn't we? Is that how we started?
4: Yeah. But do you remember, Gary, how the first episode ended? Mm. It was, it's with the, with her waking
5: up and the guy standing over her with the with the knife thinking he's going to cut her apart because he's he yeah, killed her. Yeah,
4: and he's got all the sheeting on the yeah, floor. The, the forensic
5: the character, Tim that's
4: Myfield. It.
3: Ah, Someone's yeah. got the cast list in front. No, of me. I actually remember that. <laughs> for some reason. And again, it's a
5: shame. It. It, again, it's a real shame. I remember saying this before. Yeah. It was a real shame we didn't get any more of him. He was great, but he was killed in the first episode. Wasn't in the second episode, was he? No, he was um,
4: killed.
3: I, but... I think the middle section of the the I think there was like two episodes in them, and I think we always find this with Line of Duty. It's like a that, that powerful first episode. And then it sort of lags in the middle and then it brings it back and, and towards the end. But I've, I felt that there, certainly I think episode two and three, there was bits where we said, or I said, oh, I'm not sure about this. I didn't like this. I mean, they always end on a high. And I think that's why it always ranks very high. In our yeah. Movie. That's what you remember. You remember the ending. You don't remember as much the sort of
5: middle. <laughs> section I, I do remember that there was an episode. It was the episode where Ros Huntley, Took apart AC12 was it in the interview, which is a special kind of like a bubble part of any series now. AC12 is those episodes.
3: And um, someone I worked with watched this for the first time, as you said, because it was on BBC One for the first time, and mm. really, really enjoyed it. I mean, as it went on, they brought up bits of previous series, which you struggled to sort of know what. Yeah,
5: they even, they went back to series one. Which yeah, was the, very very clever of them and the, very the, bright.
3: character Jackie Laverty yeah. referencing and things like that. But that's that because very brave. Um, Hilton hadn't been in since season see, Series 1.
4: the on, yeah. Matt. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Line of one. Yeah. L-O-D-1. <laughs> okay.
5: If this isn't on the Christmas iPlayer playlist, yes, it definitely is. It should is. be. It definitely yes, should it be. So, yeah. And I, I would recommend that you tell your layperson friend to go back and watch Series 1, 2 and 3.
4: When I came to making my list, I just decided to focus on shows that either I'd, I'd binged on because I loved them so much, like The End of the Effing World or and This Country, and then shows that every week I'd look forward to and be rubbing my hands with Glee and that's why yeah. Line of Duty was so high up on mine. Because I,
5: I don't, I, I think part of the joy of, of Line of Duty was, you waited till the next episode was on with Glee and as you say, I enjoyed chatting about it with you guys and, and with other people and and it became an event. I mean was it, it, it your to number me,
4: one.
5: I think it was my number one. To me it was, it was my more of a te- It was more of a television event than our number one for me.
4: Why don't we count them down? We think we know what a number one is. Why don't we go from twelve to one? At number twelve it is Maygrave I don't know how that's got on there, but it's there at number twelve.
3: You're gonna interrupt every time.
4: No, just when I feel the need.
3: Inside number nine, at number ten, this country. At number nine, called the midwife. At number eight, endeavour. At number seven, the old people's home for four-year-olds. At six, detectorist. At five, the end of the effing world. At number four, no offence, coming at three, three girls. At number two is Line of Duty.
4: We should say, before we get to the number one show, Gary sometimes has issues with his headphone wire No, no, rubbing no, against let's get it right. You have issues. Well, no, you're hearing... If you ever listen back to the I podcast your I think the, li- the life, listeners have issues. Yeah. Well, the listener can... So Gary was about told it to. to sit very still oh, to I'm prevent. Still, that. so far, you had in the thirty seconds i mentioned it, you went crumping your leg or your arm. Give
5: me hand!
4: <laughs> and, and then you were just tapping your feet like a numbskull for no reason you No, know, I was. So. I was, I was I,
5: I, I again. I was. I was just tapping the bit in the on the sofa where I'm sitting.
4: Because I'm what waiting for sofa? you. Right. Number one on the best shows of the year. Now, you sit still or you'll spoil it. Number one on the best shows of the year. Unforgotten, the brilliant ITV crime drama oh, I from thought I was Chris this, Lang. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Walk us through why this made top of no, our no,
5: no, no, no. Nicola walk us through this.
4: Oh! oh. oh. That well in fact, we'll
5: end there. If you
4: want to get yeah, into this, on. the think, song... I'll see you later, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't get any better.
3: <laughs> this is the second series of Chris Lang's uh, crime drama. Uh, we really love this. Um, Why, I mean, this was number two in your two list, number one in mine. And the reason I had uh, this uh, Three Girls and Detectors in my top three is that I sort of believed the worlds they were setting. Line of Duty, I felt, certainly this year, more, you know, you had to sort of suspend your belief a bit more. You know, it still had that realism to an extent, but I think Unforgotten gets it just right.
4: In a way, it's a peaceful show, as yes. well as being really brutal. And because it's so peaceful, and because Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Pascal play the most relaxed, real policeman on the telly...
3: Cassie and they can, Sonny.
4: They can almost get away with anything, because, like you say, the world is so authentic and feels so true to life. The problem crime dramas have now is we get so many decent fly-on-the-wall documentaries about the real work of the police that TV policemen can't, you know, can't compare mm. because we know what the policemen are like. Well, because Roddy and Sonny feel like mm. policemen that you'd meet in these documentaries. They're not And And I dramatic. think that's the point.
5: The, the point that I would make is they are real and they are not, uh, they don't have issues. Damaged. Damaged, yeah. yet. They haven't got I'm any,
3: saying. like, ex-wives or demons yeah. or anything like that. They're not, yeah. like
4: caricatures there's none like, of that the, damn it a, a but damn it shield. sonny you're this... such a you're such a maverick I have got to get yeah. you off this case this is my case no, none of no, that there's ah oh, he's a loner and
5: he works best alone there's none uh, of those tropes
3: as most loners do uh, but the, um, <laughs> the you know the, the...
5: <sighs> I should have quit at
4: Nicola Walker he's a loner and he works best alone
3: and the story they had this year, it was finding a man in the suitcase cure the TFI Friday theme tune. David Walker, who had had connections to three different characters that we met similar to in series one. Um, But in this series, we found out that all the uh, people, the suspects knew each other and there Mm. was also a big plot that was concocted, which I felt was really cleverly played out and was gradually explained as you went on. And I thought Chris Lang has a real knack of sort of Keeping this sort of realism where at the same time revealing a very sort of tricky story. And I I think it's done so well.
4: What I think was special about it this year and why it still sticks with me is because I think TV, drama and crime specifically has conditioned me to assume certain things. So when it was revealed that all these seemingly unconnected people had known each other all the way along, my mind was blown. I didn't even... Conceive that as a possibility i I would never have guessed that in a million years and it just opened up such a wider premise for the show and i just feel like it's it was such a brave thing to do to tackle this story of abuse which again is not new on tv but it just felt so raw and human in this case that I was just absolutely in awe of, of everything they did. I mean, it's, From it's the difficult because we went got... in that pub, I was really compelled. I think what and... it
3: was was that it it didn't have that melodrama that some of these other ones exactly. had. It had... Yeah. Exactly. like the I mean, when Mark Bonner was describing his sort of rape... The character, sorry, not the actor obviously, but mm. describing his rape as a child, uh, I thought that was such a, a powerful yeah. scene where he sort of confronts Nicola Walker and just talks about it and still being able to smell the smell and you know, being in the tent and everything like that. I thought that was really... And I think, as you said, like, you get to know these characters and you get to know their stories. And I think all the... Ac- Mark Bonner was excellent. Rosie Caviero was excellent. Badira Tamini, who were the four sort of new main characters in it, were all excellent, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and I just think, as you, as you say, these stories sort of unravel. And it's... I suppose Unforgotten is about things that are buried in the past. So, for example, yeah. you had the Muslim teacher who used to work as a prostitute... You had the um, the respectable lawyer who had this past of abuse. You had the um, respectable police officer who's who found out her husband had been involved in, you know, abusing other people.
4: That, and, was, and I just... that was the other brave thing to do. Is we are conditioned again to mm-hmm. feel automatic sympathy for the victim in these crime things and as it went on you learned that the victim we were supposed to feel empathy for having been sort of found was actually mm. an awful person and, because you and found somebody out that had brought it. torment <clears throat> to everybody there was a, re- in there was his a reason life. why someone killed him
1: yeah
5: I think the other thing that I like, and this was particularly uh, relevant in series one, I mean, if this series wasn't called Unforgotten, it could be called Collateral Damage because the the families of these people are the ones that seemingly get hurt and destroyed the most. The The husband of the teacher, I remember feeling the most sympathetic to his character because his life was just completely torn apart. Yeah. And yet this whole thing had had nothing to do with him. It was all to do with his, you know, his, his wife's sort of hidden past. And yet, and also there was the husband of of one of the other characters, uh, who, again, you know, who was accused of having an affair with his sister. And, Rosie yeah,
3: Caballero's the... character, Nigel Lindsay's Tony Kelsey. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, again, she was great at sort of, because she was this really sort of harsh character, wasn't it? But then you sort of, again, you sort of tore away the layers and he, I think Chris Lang is excellent at doing that. You know, you've got this impression of someone early on, as Luke was saying, you know, your initial opinions Ooh. and you think that's going to be pretty bright, and then you just, more and more happens and it...
4: So, if there's a reason it's made our list twice now, top of our list twice. If you've never seen it and you've written it off as ITV's generic grown drama, it is so much more. Hopefully what we've said has convinced you of that. You can get both series on DVD or the ITV Hub or wherever you can find them. And you can listen Skype to Luke's interview with writer Chris Lang that you did earlier. Yes, yes. you can. I really enjoyed that. He's a lovely chap. Should, should yes. we
5: get like a little plaque and send it to him or something?
4: Yeah, I mean, if you if you got plaque-making facilities, we could certainly... Uh, uh,
3: you get your keys cut at the same time and your shoes
5: made. Yeah, married, and huh? get a trophy. Yeah, get yeah. a little yeah. trophy and get your yeah.
4: keys cut. Yeah. Tibsons or something could probably <laughs> make us one. Yeah. All right then. Oh no, um, he end. doesn't one of Grange Gill cut
5: keys now. Oh, uh, Zamo. Zamo cuts keys. Get in contact with him on I Twitter. Think so do 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 again.
4: Yeah, but I feel we're going in the right direction. It's the end anyway. Oh, okay. If, if you haven't agreed with our list, then that's fine. It's completely. No, 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 no. Then do your own. Get lost. Visit us on the website, thecustardtv.com. Contact us through there, or if you'd rather, via Twitter, to get in touch with what your favourite shows of the year have been. We'd love to hear from you. Although, if any of them are Sherlock and Broadchurch, you are clearly wrong. Sure, gob. They will be. At, yeah, some of them will be, I'm sure. At Lou for me, at Matt's TV Bites for Matt, at The Gary Show for Gary. If this is your first listen, of our podcast you'll be delighted to know we've been going for years and you can catch up on all previous podcasts I think we've got
3: 212 previous podcasts
4: that is the sign of an empty life three empty lives yeah (laughs) well not all not all three of us are on all of them yeah it's
5: just me to be fair it's Matt and then me and you make (laughs) guest appearances yeah
4: true okay so you can listen to all of those by going to iTunes or Overcast or Speaker or any of the uh, iPod Podcast apps. We'd love a couple of reviews to wind us up that iTunes chart on iTunes. Get us a couple of reviews. We'd be very grateful. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell us whether you hear Gary's rosary beads ever going off. Just tell us what you don't got
5: watching. any flipping rosary beads.
4: I'm gonna get you some for Christmas. That's what oh, I'm gonna get you. I <laughs> heard <What was> that time. <laughs> I
5: didn't do anything. I heard Something's it. Something's sap- going on. I sat perfectly
4: still it sounds like a rustling it's not your vote. it's something on your clothes i think i don't think it's your you are, you saying? are you saying the next podcast i need to be naked so that there's no, no clothes i'm just saying on. that i think the wire rubs <sighs> against your clothes and makes that noise i don't think you're in control you got of a it.
3: lanyard on or something gary
4: no I'm, I'm using Apple headphones, so maybe it's just that. Yeah, maybe it's the wire that is rubbing against your throat. Well, we'll
5: it, to... <laughs> it, I, tell, I tell you what, we'll put it up on um, Patreon, get Gary a decent microphone. Yeah?
3: Well, that's what Patreon's for, personally. Well, yeah, but, yeah you know, exactly. so sign, that, that sign
4: up for Patreon. Us, that leads us nicely onto Patreon. Not that we want to buy Gary more podcast equipment, but we do need help with just maintaining, maintaining <laughs> yeah. the quality of the podcast. Yeah, Medication, so if you'd like to support uh... us for for <laughs> as little or as much as you are able, I know it's a difficult time of year what with having to buy for friends and family, but if you could spare a couple of extra dollars, that's how Patreon does it, then we'd be very grateful. Patreon.com forward slash TV. YouTube, we've got individual reviews at YouTube.com forward slash TV And Facebook, we're all over that like a rash. (laughs) Facebook.com That's why we need the medication. Okay, so this is our last podcast of 2017. We will be back in the new year when all the new telly kicks off and I want to say a big thank you to everyone and anyone who's ever contacted us over across the year and told us how much they enjoy the podcast. There are a few people out there, so thank you very much for that. A massive thank you to Matt and Gary for keeping me in the company I've become accustomed to. And uh, letting me chat to you. Sorry, what is place. that?
5: <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel persecuted. I feel picked I'm
3: not up. saying it's you. I just I can I can hear something as well. It's I think
4: what's happened text. is I've made I've made aware of it now, <laughs> and all he can hear is noise. It's nobody's fault. It falsified. just sound like percussion. I, I do not have a one man band in my house. I promise. <laughs> you. Have you got a drum? Is that what it is? No. Have you got bong- have you got bongos? It's something. <laughs> I've got to eat bonkos. You were doing a nice touching bit. Thank you very much for our hard work. I was. Thank you very much for letting me chat TV every week on the Custard TV podcast. We will be back, as I say, in 2018. Have a lovely Christmas and we'll catch you then. Bye.
3: Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook.